What's up, my friends? All right. It is time to talk about why the fuck am I addicted to cheese? Cheese crack, my sisters. Cheese crack. It's a real thing, and we're going to talk about it now. All right. So, gosh, what a beautiful day here in Dago. Hi. Hi, my sister. How are you? Thank you for joining. Hello, hello. It's good to see you, too. Um, I'm feeling like I need to close my door. There she is. All right, ladies, one second. Let me just close this shit real fast. Ah, uh, thank you. So today's topic is super awesome. Why the hell am I addicted to cheese? All right, let's bring my beautiful guest on. Stephanie, yay. Here she's coming. There she is. What's up, sister? Not much. Excited to do this. I feel like it's been a minute since we've, ooh, I'm sparkly. <clears throat> You are um, sparkly. It's pretty. <laughs> um, since we've done one of these, so I'm excited. I know. It has been a minute. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for being here. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you guys. Today's topic is, it's a real one that, like, we all need to wrap some understanding around. And that's why it's titled Cheese Crack. Because mm -hmm. cheese is crack technically so we'll dive more into that yeah so excited all right so why don't we start with introductions yeah let's do it okay so do you want to go first or do you want me to start sure I can go first okay, so go for those of you who don't know which some of you might because you know we've, I've been on here before but I'm Stephanie Nelson, and I am an anxiety freedom coach. So um, I help busy women overcome anxiety without medication so that they have the freedom to live the happy, confident lives of lives, lives of their dreams. And the reason why I do that is because I once found myself in a deep, dark pit of anxiety. And at the time, I honestly didn't know what it was. Someone could walk up to me and be like, I think you got anxiety. I'd be like, oh, I think so. What's up? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until they get the symptoms got really bad and I started, you know, Google, Dr. Google and ended up in the emergency room because I was having a major panic attack that I realized, oh, okay, I guess I do have anxiety. And then I went on a journey to figure out, okay, where is this coming from? You know, I avoided medications for a while because I didn't want to touch that stuff. I, I was already kind of had a holistic mindset. But things didn't get better, so I went on medications, and honestly, the medications really didn't help that much either. <laughs> um, but I still, it still gives you kind of some sense of comfort, and I know for some people it does help them. Um, and so eventually, I was able to get off of it and find my way. And one of the things that was shocking to me was how many people suffer their entire lives with anxiety. And they don't understand it. They don't realize that there are things that are contributing to that. So there are root causes and usually it's multiple and they're layered and they just think that they have this thing or maybe they had some trauma and things spiraled from there. And then all, all they have is they have to deal with that and there's maybe therapy and medications. And I wanted to bring light to the fact that you can overcome your anxiety naturally. You don't have to be controlled by it. And that's why I do what I do. Yeah, great intro. I love that. Thanks. Seriously, you made so many good points. Like anxiety is real and it's all consuming. And if it's something that you suffer with, you really need to get some help from Stephanie. She's an amazing anxiety coach. And that's sort of like, when we met each other and I'm like, I'm thyroid and you're anxiety and our people's problems go together. And so yes. it just kind of like bonded us and we've just, yeah. sense. and just so. like personalities too, because I'm more introverted and you're more, are you technically an extrovert? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like, Sarah was the one who like dragged me like, Hey, we're going to be friends. <laughs> and we're going to do lots of lives together. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so let me see, where should I begin? Um, so when I was in my late 20s, I suffered through a heartbreaking extramarital affair. And a few months after that happened, I started having a lot of mystery pains all over my body, along with severe fatigue. So I was feeling really worried about myself. And I was like, yeah, I think I should go to the doctors and get this checked out. And I'll never forget that day sitting on the crunchy paper. Um, I and I was telling the doctor what was going on. And he goes, let's look at your thyroid. And that was like, my world was spinning just from that world. I was like, I, what did he just say? And what's going on? So that was the day that I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And it quickly progressed into Hashimoto's disease a few years later, and my life was suddenly unrecognizable. And the anxiety and panic attacks that I had were insane, too. Mm -hmm. And um, on top of that, I had a lot of food intolerances, and I suddenly, like, couldn't eat. Like, I swear, all food I reacted to, and my fatigue was so severe, I couldn't even work. I was taken out on disability, and I was actually bedridden at some point. With, a, with two small kids and I, everyone depended on me to run everything and I could like barely function. And I had a ton of brain fog and lots of short-term memory loss. I couldn't even like put sentences together to speak. It was so embarrassing. And so I went to some functional medicine doctors and literally poured thousands of dollars into doctor after doctor after compounded pharmacy after compounded medication and nothing really worked they showed me a lot of things that i learned to look for like not absorbing my protein or epstein-barr infections but really nothing like sufficed and i'd pretty much just given up and decided i was going to die from my sickness and that was it and i was 36 with kids yeah. and like it was sad so um over the past, so after, after that, uh, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I started basically my own like ex experimentation and I started pulling every test I could get my hands on and little by little, I started piecing all of my, um, my tests together and it showed like this big picture of why, like you said, my root causes of why I was actually really sick and suffering. And now after, um, years of, of this experimenting and honing in and, and putting my own protocols into place, I've reversed 90% of my symptoms. And this is why, yeah, thank you. And this is why I have, um, I've decided to become a thyroid coach and create my signature program, Energy for Life. And so now I turn around and I help other women suffering from thyroid diseases also go from exhausted to energize and feel like themselves again. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, you've, you've overcome a lot. And I love what you said about like the functional medicine doctor thing, too, because I spent a lot of money at uh, functional medicine doctors, too. And, and they're just so limited in what they know, and what they can do. I mean, because, you know, they're great at certain things, but there's still so many other pieces to the puzzle that they don't address. So, like, the psychological aspect and the spiritual aspect, and even a lot of the physical things, like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's hard. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to get better when you're only seeing somebody like that, any sort of medical professional, whether they're functional medicine or not. Um, so, right. yeah. And that's what's beautiful is Stephanie and I both graduated from the same coaching institute called the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, and we were taught to help our clients in all dimensions of health and wellness. So that's why she brought up, like, they don't even address the spirituality, which is a huge part of feeling better and getting yeah. better. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into why we're talking about cheese being cracked today. Um, yeah. So, so many of my clients tell me, I'm fine with cutting out gluten. I'm fine with cutting out corn. I'm fine with cutting out pork or replacing. I have them eliminate, but I have them replaced. So, so you guys know, I don't believe in food lack. So it's like, okay, I'll replace my eggs. I'll replace my gluten. But when it comes to replacing dairy, I mean, it is like instant pushback. Like, no, 
you can't take away my cheese. Literally, mm -hmm. they say it to me that passionately, like, what? Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. I can do all that, but my cheese. Have you experienced this with your clients? Yes. Um, and actually, I have a current client who, like, she's not – She's not like a coffee addict. She's not super like into like sweets, like addict. But the cheese, she's like, I like will never give up cheese completely, even though she's done it temporarily in the past and she knows that she feels better. Exactly. Exactly. And so this has been like on my heart for a couple of weeks now. And I've been pondering and wondering like, what is going on with cheese? Like, what is this pushback with cheese? Why is this such a thing? And so last week, I was I was bringing this concern up to Steph. And I was like, what is you know, like, have you heard this too? What's going on? And why are you know, why is everyone so hung up on their cheese? And so as we were talking, we were like, well, let's look some things up. And we just started like, almost not like surface researching what was going on. And it was like an instant answer of like, there's literally an addictive property in cheese. Holy cow. And we were like, we Holy have cow. to learn more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. So, um, so that's why today we wanted to come on and educate you guys of why you're so in love with your cheese and why you don't want to give it up. And remember, we're here to educate you because education is power. And power equals better choices, which leads mm -hmm. to a healthier and happier quality of life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's dive in, shall we? Yes. Okay. So this probably won't come as any surprise to any of you cheese lovers, but cheese is is literally as addictive as a drug. Let that sink in for a minute. You know, like, what's a drug that pops in your head? I'm like, cocaine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sugar. Okay. Yeah, sugar. <laughs> Caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, chocolate. I mean, it's all like, it's. there's all that addiction thread running through it. So first of all, like, recognizing that this is an addiction is the first thing, right? The first step to empowerment. Okay. Um, studies show that those who eat cheese on a regular basis can be as much as 15 pounds heavier That's than those who don't eat cheese very often. Now, what's the second complaint that all of my tribe tells me besides for I have no energy? Wait. I want to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So a single ounce of cheese has nine grams of fat. Okay, you guys. Nine grams. That's a lot. If you don't know grams, that's a lot. And the average the average American eats about sixty thousand calories from cheese a year. That's a lot. And I actually wrote this down elsewhere. It's like it equates to like 36 pounds of cheese per person per year. But I actually thought that that was kind of low because like a stick, like if you think of like um, like a block of like a normal block of cheese, I think it's like eight ounces. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely eating a whole one of those myself <laughs> in a week to be generous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so that's, like, that's like half a pound, right? So mm -hmm. I can see how that can easily be higher. Absolutely. Exactly. And so, you know, putting it in like women lingo, like cutting out cheese will help you lose weight and get into those jeans you've been wanting to get into or that swimsuit you've been wanting to get into. Mm -hmm. so. And I don't know if this is counted in that, but... <clears throat> there's the inflammation aspect too. So because, you know, it causes inflammation, you could be looking like or feeling like you have a lot of excess weight because of the inflammation that the cheese is causing when it's not actually like pounds of fat. So I'm wondering if that's included in that or if it's like it's actual 15 pounds and then plus whatever the inflammation is on top of that. I bet you that's what it is. That's actually a really, really good point. Yeah, I think it's B. Because mm -hmm. 
yeah like how do you really measure pounds of inflammation i don't know that would be interesting i bet it it exists but um, yeah yeah so what do you you know so you could probably add on another what maybe three to five pounds just for the inflammatory purposes yeah you know? yeah exactly yeah. i love that thanks for pointing that out yeah and then, so like, you know, why is it so addictive? So there's actually, and I'll read like the study here. So according to um, Dr. Neil Bernard, founder and president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, dairy opioids attach to the brain's opiate receptors to cause a calming effect in much the same way heroin and morphine do. And so the, the protein casein that's found in cheese actually breaks down into casomorphines. So it literally breaks down into, into morphine. <laughs> so you're wondering why, like, you know, when you eat cheese, you kind of get like that euphoria. I feel like, oh my gosh, like, this is so good. Yeah. Uh, after you're like, you're craving more or say you're trying to like cut out cheese and your body's like, no, I need the cheese. <laughs> It's because your body is expecting, your brain's expecting, like, these morphines from the cheese. And that's kind of what's causing, like, that addictive property. Like, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not just obsessed with cheese. It's an actual physiological addiction. And we know that based off of the research that's been done on it. Um, but yeah, that makes, that makes so much sense. So a couple of weeks ago... Uh, no, probably like four weeks ago. Hi, Allison. Thanks for being here. Um, my, my client, one of my clients was at that point where it was like, okay, it's time to transition off of cheese. And, you know, she's been a trooper about it. But it was interesting, based on what you just said, how it gives you that, you know, dopamine hit. Um, she went through a emotionally challenging you know, day or moment at work that was upsetting. Mm -hmm. And she told me how she, um, for lunch, she comforted herself with a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's okay. I understand. And now, and, and that is what a lot of people are doing when they eat the pizza or they eat the ice cream. You're, you're getting that, you're raising Definitely. those happy hormones mm -hmm. in your brain and that's why it is comforting and makes you feel good makes mm -hmm. so much so, sense <laughs> yeah so you think of like mac and cheese is like a comfort food yep yeah so that's you know that's why so yeah it's it's crazy how like when you when you take away those things you notice and you're actively aware of it those emotions come up and you begin to realize that you're 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 being attracted to these specific foods, so like cheese, because we're talking about that today, to comfort yourself. And there's an actual like physiological reason why that works. And once you're aware of that, then you can move through and say, okay, I know this is harming me. What other things? So like, what did you, what did you recommend to her to do like in that emotional state instead of like next time reaching for something that's cheesy? Right. So or did that good come question. Up? Good question. So um, I encourage her to bring her headphones to work. Mm. And with my clients, I share these specific tones, musical tones. Um, I send them from Spotify, from my playlists and stuff. And there are specific tones that can counter emotions we're having. And so um, I said, okay, you can pull out your notes on your phone and you can, you know, do a, do a, a journal dump, a brain dump of what's upsetting you and put this tone on with it, which is going to naturally uplift her energy and help her come back to a higher, happier, healthier, healthier, like mindset. And then also I encourage her to go outside and get some sunshine because she works in a indoor, you know, and the sunshine really uplifts your energy as yeah. well. And so um, those are my three of my favorite like coping tools, like right away when you, when you need something and you're searching. Um, yeah, and, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's helped. It actually has helped her. She loves the headphones at work. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I got to say, like, I have definitely used, like, specific sound bath 
like type music when I have been in like stressful or feeling like anxious, especially in like my past work situation. And it really does help to balance out Mm -hmm. and raise like your vibration. So you're not feeling like so anxious or, you know, so Mm -hmm. emotional in those times. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it is is powerful. Yeah. I use it for anxiety and, um, and inability to fall asleep as well. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's like, we could like go off on that forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've been wondering like, well, why would these opioid compounds even naturally occur in milk? Mm-hmm. Like, why are they there? And mm-hmm. so, um, continuing uh, the researcher that you quoted, Dr. Neil Bernard, also researched and he wrote in his book, if you guys want to read more about this, get this book. It's called The Cheese Trap. How breaking a surprising addiction will help you lose weight, gain energy, get health, and get healthy. So he explains in this book, it says, imagine if a calf didn't want to nurse, or if a human baby wasn't interested in nursing. They would not do very well, would they? So along with the protein, the fat, and the sugar, and a sprinkling of hormones, the milk contains the opioids because it, it sends a signal to that reward system in the baby's brain. So the baby will continue to nurse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love mm-hmm. it. So yeah. Under those circumstances, you can see how it's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, we're designed magnificently. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we're babies, Like, we have this need for the milk from the correct species, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, the natural milk from the mom. So it's not pasteurized. It's not homogenized. It's not, like, you're not drinking milk from, like, 50 different cows, probably more than that, with hormones and pesticides and things like that. And so... The babies, they need that, but once they're weaned off of it, our bodies naturally decline in the ability to absorb, not absorb, but to use and break down and digest that dairy. So I, I know I've heard this so many times, like, you know, as I've gotten older, my I've gotten more, you know, lactose intolerant. And I remember when I was vegan, for the longest time, I had a friend ask me, because I said, yeah, you know, I haven't you know had dairy in a really long time and when I when I do consume it now like I feel like crap and at the time I assumed it was just because I hadn't had it in a really long time my body kind of like forgot how to to digest it but you know it's just because naturally over time we lose the ability to do that and when I was consuming the dairy before I probably didn't realize like how harmful it was like what the harm was to my body I mean I was a three huge glasses of milk a day and when I was a teenager so probably up until I went to college and I kind of took an intro to nutrition class and I was like oh like I actually don't really need this milk yeah (laughs) um yeah so it's just it's super interesting when you learn like the reason why because there are reasons why like we need milk, but we don't need it after a certain period of time. And it's actually harmful to us, especially in the way that um, it's processed. And uh, some of the, some of the research that I was doing on, on dairy was, you know, the, the type, the type of cows, they actually produce a different type of, I forget, I think it's amino acids or protein that is more harmful and destructive to our bodies than what we would have had years and years ago. It's like the A1 versus the A2 cows. Um, And then of course all the processing, which changes the structure of it and things like that. So, um, so yeah, it was super interesting, but it's that whole natural physiological ability and need for it as babies is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point because a lot of people think that they're they're getting all of the good parts of oh milk milk does a body body good right all that that marketing but when what you just said like they they they're not technically allowed to even sell raw milk so they take the milk from the cow they boil it which kills all of the good and beneficial things in it and then they yeah. they package it and give it to us 
and mm-hmm. and then we all react to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if 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 you really wanted to get the benefits of milk, you would have to actually drink it raw, which you cannot get over the counter because it's illegal, at least here in California. And so you'd have to source it from a farm directly. I feel like I'm going to look next time I go to the store. I'm, I feel like the Earth Fair here in South Carolina has raw milk, but I would have to look and see if it's actually raw milk or if it's just coming from a local farm. I don't, because I don't buy it, so I don't know what it is. So I'll have to look and see um, see that. But yeah, you'd have to have your own cows and milk your own cows. And like, even if you were consuming raw raw milk and it wasn't yours, there's still a lot of things you have to watch out for, like the, the cow's diet, um, is it being fed hormones and, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, want to move on to the next thing? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So, a lot of people don't realize that the dairy is causing specific symptoms. So, they just kind of assume that it's just, and I feel, I feel this, like, this is just, they're so used to their symptoms mm-hmm. and it's, people are so disconnected from, you know, what they're eating and how it's making their body feel that they don't realize the correlation between the dairy and the cheese consumption and their symptoms. So some symptoms um, can be after eating cheese. It's like bloating, gas, diarrhea, acne, um, headaches, sinus congestion, post-nasal drip, um, swollen or puffy eyes, coughing, um, constant clearing of your throat, which is the post-nasal drip. And then even things like rheumatoid arthritis, which is something that I've been looking more into recently. Um, And like literally the dairy is probably the number one thing that that someone with RA probably needs to get rid of because it causes, literally causes inflammation of the joints. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even like infertility, prostate cancer, and something interesting that I was reading today was that even some cases of bipolar and schizophrenia have been found to be linked to dairy consumption, which is crazy. And I know I've heard the same thing about gluten too. So you think about it, you're, I mean, those are, those are serious like mental um, diseases that ruin and wreck people's lives, like families and individual people. Can you imagine if they would just cut out dairy, if there was even a slight chance that that would, that would help them and make it, you know, go away. It's just, it's just insane. Um, Yeah. And that's what I love about when you remove certain foods, trigger foods is you do find instant relief. It's not like it takes a week. You're like, you can literally wake up the next day and be like, wow, I feel so much better. Or Mm -hmm. after eating it, you can wake up the next day and be like, wow, I feel like total shit today. Yeah. A lot of like, and like you said, a lot of people, they are so disconnected from their, their bodies and their reactions because we're just busy and we're not paying attention to what we're doing. And we're just like rushing through our days and we just got to get some food in our mouth. And we're just like, whatever, you know? And then they don't understand that like, oh, in the morning they woke up and they felt like they had a head cold, but why? They were fine going to bed. And Mm -hmm. it's the after effects of that dairy in your body hurting you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, so you need to understand that, yeah, a lot of times you can be like, oh, I have instant gas or, you know, a stomachache, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the reactions are prolonged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or things that you wouldn't even like connect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell you like how crucial it is to have like a coach or somebody to help you through that. Because even for me personally, this is a recent experience, you know, I know all of these things and I recently discovered that I have, um, sensitivities to like tomatoes and potentially cashews and potentially almonds and some other things. And I'm like, you know, if I was really paying attention like really paying attention, like I could have probably figured it out. But when we don't have someone there to help us, it can be easy to, especially when it's something that we're used to eating, it can be easy to just kind of brush it off as like, oh, it's probably not that, or it's not really contributing to it that much when it actually is. Totally. So one of the my beautiful tribe members that's on here, um, Stephanie, she recently just did a five day food and symptom tracker with me. 
And then we went over her results as well as some other, um, other women in my community. And it was so awesome to be able to just help them put together. This is what I ate and this is how it made me feel. It is, it is so empowering to be able to see what's happening and then be able to change that and, and then start seeing the benefits of like feeling better, you know? And because I really am like, I really believe that we should not be causing symptoms in our life if it's not necessary. We already have enough to deal with, right? So why would you pile it on? You know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. eat foods that make you feel good and not from yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And we say this, I mean, we say this like, oh, it's super easy. It, some in some cases it can be easy with certain things and sometimes it's not easy because we use these foods as comfort um so we don't have that we don't, we're afraid of like what like what is our life going to look like or you know we know that we feel terrible when we don't eat it and that could be either physical or initially physically or emotionally because we're using using that like we said as like a comfort because it's giving us that dopamine um so yeah it's it's a process, which is why it helps to have somebody on your side to yeah, help you work we'll, through that. We'll go through all the alternatives later so that because we're not trying to just rip cheese out of your lives and be like, ah. yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so yeah. Um, it looks like uh, cheese consumption per person has tripled since the 70s. And the average person consumes about 36 pounds of cheese mm -hmm. a year. Yeah, it's Ew. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I forgot, I, I, uh, this was part of what I researched today, too, was that I don't know the time frame of this, but at one point, Domino's was at the bottom of the barrel of pizza joints. And they partnered with dairy management to figure out, and they did, like, um, you know, studies, I don't know, studies, but surveys and things with their customer base. And what they ended up doing was increasing the cheese by 40% on their pizzas. So they increased the amount of cheese that they put up 40% and people ate it up. And it's basically because they were sprinkling crack on their pizza. <laughs> and obviously people are like, oh yeah, I need some more. It's like, I love that shit. And they went up. Now I don't know like the exact sales numbers or stats, but it worked. So just kind of shows you. These like, like food companies, like they literally they have a dairy management that helped them create a product that was more addictive. They only care about sales. They only care about their business. They don't care about your health. So the sooner that you can get out of your head, the easier it is going to be to like not consume those things and not. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just crazy. I can get worked up about that. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't get me going. When we heard that one podcast that Sean was talking about, I forget, or was it from school when he was saying, um, how he sat next to the scientist at Pepsi who was bragging to them, or who was it? Was it Sean? I remember someone, maybe it was Dave Asprey was like, I couldn't believe the scientist I was sitting next to at this event was bragging to me, you know, who was like a super nutritionist and like, maybe he didn't know it of how he's developing secret ingredients to put on the Doritos in order to literally keep people hooked and addicted. Oh yeah. That's the book called the Dorito effect that, yeah. Sean yeah, Stevenson had the guy on his podcast talking about that. Yeah. They literally yeah. have scientists whose sole purpose is to figure out what that, what that peak like pleasure and dopamine hit is for specific foods in the flavorings that they, that they add to food so that you keep eating them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it exists. Yeah. So the question is, is like, how do we overcome this addiction and stop eating jeans? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, Dean, she's uh, another beautiful member of my community. She was sharing with me when we were talking after her um, food and tracking symptom uh, results that she literally le lives in like the cheese capital of, uh, uh, of Europe where she's at. And uh -oh. I was like, Oh, no. Because <laughs> we yeah. discovered that she was struggling with cheese. And so um, this is like a real thing. And we all, you know, enjoy eating cheese. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't, you know, like I miss pizza. You know, I miss regular pizza and I miss nachos and I miss regular ice cream. But I have found a lot of substitutes that are equally as mm -hmm. delicious. And so I don't feel that like, 
uber lack anymore. But when I'm at a party and there's tons of pizza around, I'm like, oh, that looks so good. Mm -hmm. But I now, know how it makes me feel. Yeah. So now I will say, like, I still, like, will eat some of that stuff every now and then. Um, it's usually situational. Like, for example, I went home. There's this amazing, and now in Vermont, we call soft serve creamies. It's the only state that does that, uh, that I know of. So we have this amazing creamy stand in my town. It's like the best ever. And I haven't been there for two and a half years. So I was just there. I had a creamy on Thursday. When I got off the airport, I was like, I want to go straight to the pump to get a creamy. And then we did the same thing after our hike on Friday. And they closed on Saturday. So I'm glad that I went. But you know, did I feel did I feel a little bit off after? Probably, but I was also on vacation. So there wasn't like other stuff like stacked on top of it to exact exacerbate those um those symptoms and it's like I don't get I don't eat ice cream every day it's like very rare that I eat ice cream yeah yeah it's like a treat yeah yeah exactly me too so I I feel like with all addictions there's two options there's two options of helping yourself right you can either mm -hmm. quit cold turkey or mm -hmm. you can do do a slow wing down so mm -hmm. depending on your um your your willpower, I guess you could say. Um, if you have the willpower to quit cold turkey and deal with those and deal with the withdrawals um, that could last about three weeks, then more power to you. But I suggest a slow wean down. And mm -hmm. so the way that would work is first pick a few days a week where you would go cheese free. And so it's like you have your morning oats with like non-dairy milk, or you enjoy um, a green bowl for lunch or have pasta with red sauce instead of like Alfredo. Then mm -hmm. as the weeks go by, you know, add more and more days without cheese until eventually your entire week is cheese free. So you could sit down and say like, okay, I go out to eat for lunch every day and this is what I normally have and I get tacos. And so I'm just gonna ask him to remove the cheese from the tacos, that one meal. Mm -hmm. Let's see, what is she asking us? What about cheese that is produced differently? Like European restrictions on food is very different and I don't have any issues eating that cheese. Yes, special mm -hmm. cheeses. That is a really good point. It is definitely more tainted here in the US. I remember mm -hmm. eating, uh, not eating, meeting a woman who would, was just deployed here to San Diego. Um, and in our conversation, she brought up the fact that she could drink milk in China and eat cheese and ice cream. But the second she got here, she started reacting and having the digestive problems. Mm -hmm. And um, so it is different. It is different outside of the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the key here is to pay attention to how it affects you. So if you're not really, if you notice, like you notice specifically that when you eat the American cheese, not like American cheese, like, that type of cheese, but cheese coming from America. And then you notice you react to that, but then when you go eat European cheese, it's different, then I would listen to that. But if I would say if like you are like, do you live in Europe? <clears throat> are you just visiting? Um, so if you live there, do you have an addiction to like that cheese? So can you go without eating it? Like, do you still feel that addiction to it? Well, yeah, because what we're talking about is all naturally in milk. It's a actual, the casein is in milk. So no matter where you live, the casein is going to exist in that milk. Because remember, it exists to be able to have the baby calf in order to want to continue to nurse. So, And like, I would encourage you, like, if you have a lot of the symptoms that we talk about, and if you're experiencing issues with anxiety or a thyroid, then... It wouldn't, it'd be interesting to eliminate it and see if there's like any change in symptoms. Yeah. That's really the only way that you're going to know. Maybe it's not as bad when you're eating European cheeses because there's probably less pesticides. It's probably pasteurized differently. Maybe it's not pasteurized at all. That's going to affect it. And so you're not seeing those specific effects. Um, but it could potentially still be causing issues with your thyroid and other, you know, health things. But you don't know until, you know, you do that elimination. Right. Does that help? I don't know if she um, answered. Heading yeah, there soon. 
Yeah. Cool. I mean, Have fun in Europe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, I would say don't avoid the dairy and the cheese in Europe if you know, you know, you feel good eating it and you're there for vacation because I mean, you're there for vacation. So what we're more talking about is like on your daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? What are you consuming and how is it affecting you? Yeah. Day to day. Yeah. She says, yeah. but yes, totally change up my diet because of this. I was lactose intolerant for years. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you noticed your symptoms and and you changed up your diet. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Um, let's see. Where are we here? Let's talk about yeah. some, some alternatives. Yeah. So, like I said, I was vegan for a while. So, I, I had a lot of experimentation with non-dairy options. So, we have a list here of some brands. So, Kite Hill. So, they have a, a bunch of, like, almond milk yogurts, Greek yogurts, um, protein almond milk yogurts, cream cheese alternatives, um, ricotta alternatives, um, things like that. And then there are a lot of, now I will say there's no real substitute for cheese. Like there's nothing that's going to taste exactly like cheese. Just, I don't want to sugarcoat it. (laughs) (laughs) But there are delicious alternatives. So like I've made a lot of stuff with cashews so you can find a lot of great like you could probably pinterest it um if you follow chef chloe go follow her she's a lot of vegan recipes i personally like oh she glows um you can find her stuff on pinterest her website and then she has some amazing cookbooks and i have i have one of her cookbooks and she's got some um good cashew recipes in there and usually it's like cashews water um, salt, garlic, lemon juice, and sometimes like nutritional yeast. So there are other things that like you can do or just not put it on there. So I've had a conversation with people before where they're like, well, how do you eat food? Because I literally put cheese on everything. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to what you were saying, like just pick, like start with like one meal. Okay, I'm not going to have cheese on this. And I would say, maybe instead of patting cheese, maybe add a little bit of salt, like a little Himalayan salt because cheese is typically salty. So maybe that's part of, you know, you're getting that salty flavor from the cheese. And when you take it off, you're like, ugh, this is bland, but you can add in like that, a little bit of salt. Or if you like the saucy part of it, <clears throat> then, you know, making that cashew, that cashew sauce. Um, yeah. So if I could jump in here, I I ended up going dairy-free at a time in life when going dairy-free wasn't a thing. So mm. it was like 2009, and mm. the only alternatives was soy. Literally, that was when you could only go to Starbucks and get a soy latte. Mm. And I always hated soy. I hated the flavor of it, personally. And I also knew that it was super genetically modified and just like a, a, a xenoestrogen and I've always avoided it, right? And yeah. so I literally had to learn to eat anything and everything without dairy. And it is possible even without all these, I mean, the, we have so many amazing alternatives nowadays that like there's no lack. There is no mm-hmm. lack when you go mm-hmm. from non-dairy, from dairy to non-dairy. It's just incredible what they've done. But Mm -hmm. there is, it's amazing. I feel like a part of this too is retraining your brain, is retraining your mindset. So one of the things that I started to do because I missed pizza, and this was before there was like all the plant-based foods and everything, is I would get a Bob's Red Meal gluten-free dairy mix and I would mix it up and I would do the sauce, just regular red sauce. And then I would load it up with so many vegetables and fruits like pineapples and stuff you know that it was divine Mm -hmm. and I didn't even care that there wasn't cheese on it and Mm -hmm. so I started doing a lot of things like that and it just didn't even matter like making a burrito or a taco with guacamole and lettuce and tomatoes and onions I mean it's so good you don't even miss the cheese honestly yeah and especially if you got a really good hot sauce Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. adding in more flavoring. So like spices, like upping your spices so that it has that flavor. You're not getting that flavor just from the dairy. So it feels plain when you don't have the dairy on there. Um, There's something else I was going to say, but I forget. 
Well, there's also me. a zucchini cheese. Have you ever played with that? Because I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, okay. I want to explore that. Because I've done the cashew cheese, cheese, which is rad. But yeah. Yeah. So have you have you looked into it? Like, what is that zucchini cheese? I just don't know how that would how that works. Yeah. Did you look into it? Um, I haven't looked too much into it. But when we were researching for this, I was like zucchini cheese. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I'll play with that. Um, but I have tried so delicious, so delicious, and Blue Diamond are my um, favorite go-to brands for like any dairy alternatives. Their products. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they can do, but I just feel like they are so good. And so like the cash, their cashew ice cream mm. uh, is like bomb. Their almond coffees, their, my gosh, the desserts, the milks, Blue Diamond. I mean, they have an almond milk with honey that is so good. And I, I'll use that um, in my coffee. I'll use that in my coffee with like a little bit of honey and no, no coffee creamer. And it's so, so good. Um, so, you know, you, you just, you don't really have to even look far to, to like yeah. find alternatives nowadays. You know, you go to Target. <laughs> yeah. Find so much. Yeah. Um, let's see. She says, it's really your mind. Delish foods that don't have dairy. Yes, this is awesome info. I'm glad that you're loving it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I don't, I forget. I, there's something I really wanted to say about it. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. <clears throat> okay. It'll come back to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Daya. I feel like when Daya first came out, it was soy-based. It was, yeah. That's what I thought. So when I, when I saw it on, on your list, I was like, hmm, maybe it's been a minute since, like, cause I knew you wouldn't, like, advocate for anything that had soy in it. Um, so I looked it up because I was curious and I'm like, oh, interesting. They changed their recipe since, I mean, cause I haven't used diet in years, mm -hmm. but yeah, it used to be a soy based. Mm. So that's really cool that they've switched. Yeah. To something that's better. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go, do you want me to do the, uh, the alternative sources of calcium? Yes. This is huge because it is like, I feel like as a society, we are like brainwashed that we can only get our calcium from dairy, but that mm -hmm. is like so not true. So yeah. please enlighten us. Yeah, all like the gut milk, the celebrities. I mean, I still, I, I feel like it's still a thing. I don't have cable, so I don't really see like ads and stuff. But <laughs> so for reference, cheese <clears throat> has. A little over a thousand milligrams per 100 grams, and all this is going to be per 100 grams of the source of calcium. So for cheese, 100 grams is just over a thousand milligrams, which gives you the daily recommended amount of calcium. So milk, for reference, is actually only 119, so it's like super low. <laughs> I figured it would be higher than that. Um, so sardines, sardines are actually 300, 382 milligrams of calcium. Almonds have 264 milligrams. Collard greens have 232 milligrams of cap of calcium. Um, figs have 162 milligrams, spinach, 99 milligrams, sunflower seeds, 78 milligrams, broccoli, 47 milligrams. So, you know, when you're thinking about, you might not think that, oh, you know, 99 milligrams from spinach, like that's not a lot when you can get a thousand from cheese. But when you're thinking about if you're trying to have a well-rounded diet, so you're making your meals so that they're, so that they're more um, holistic, so they're more, you know, vegetable, fruit, kind of whole foods based it's very easy for this calcium to add up throughout your day without mm -hmm. really putting in too much effort. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could easily put a couple of cups of spinach into my smoothie. Um, now, I don't right. know what 100, 100 grams of spinach looks like, but, mm -hmm. you know, you can see that when you're adding these things in to your day-to-day, -day, like sardines, I mean, probably one sardine is like 100 grams, <laughs> at least, you know, maybe two, you know, and that's not, that's about as much as I could eat in one sitting. So, I mean, yeah. you're getting like, you know, a third, more than a third of 
you know, what your recommended daily without having to consume any dairy products more than milk. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's a uh, pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, all these other choices. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And this is, this is by no means like extensive. This is just like a short list. Like, you know, there's kale, there's other things, but these are some of the ones that are, are higher. Yeah. I love that. And you made me think like one of my favorite quick go-to smoothies for me and that I can get my kids to eat is like a couple of frozen bananas, some like just handfuls of spinach. I just smash it in and mm -hmm. um, an orange, like a large orange and then like a dash of orange juice. So it's kind of like an orange Julius. Yeah. And I mean, spinach alone is a superfood and so how much calcium my kids are getting and i'm getting from that is is huge uh -huh. and uh, you uh -huh. know so i was just sitting there thinking when you read all of that like wow i'm always adding spinach to my salad i'm always sometimes i'll just steam spinach down and put some honey on it and eat it like that it's so good uh -huh. so, and then you know what, what's really good too is um if you do steamed kale i actually bought some kale this week to do the steamed kale and then adding in like salt and lemon juice like yeah. that tastes so good so good um that sounds delicious i need to do that yeah and i'm like forgetting what i want to say today i like had something in my head and now i'm like well anyway. the the vitamin the you're getting so much vitamin c and you're getting 84 minerals when you sprinkle that salt so i was like hell wow so you're getting all your calcium your mm -hmm. vitamin c and all your minerals in mm -hmm. one sitting when you're mm -hmm. like that's that's literally incredible yeah yeah um, this is i just remembered okay <laughs> So it's also important that important to note that even if you're consuming calcium from these foods, your body has to be able to absorb it. So if you have imbalances in your body, which if you're experiencing, if you have hypothyroidism or any thyroid issues or anxiety, things like that, there's a chance that there's something else off in your body, which could be interrupting the absorption of calcium in your body. So that's where it's beneficial to see like, and most efficient to be able to figure out, okay, what are my root causes and how do I get over that? So how, like, what is your program and like, how do you help like people do that? That's a really good point because the majority of my clients are low in their stomach acids. They have mm -hmm. low hydrochloric blends, which comes from mm -hmm. having low pancreas function because your pancreas creates your bile, which your bile leads into your stomach blends so you can absorb. And that all stems from having a, a stagnant liver. So one of the ways that I help all of this in my program is through introducing a lot of liver loving supportive supplements, herbs, as well as foods. And uh -huh. um, so if there was one thing I could suggest, just literally one where someone could start and it would help with all of this would be celery juicing. Uh -huh. Yes. And Sarah has gotten me into this celery juicing. Um, I've had a juicer for a really long time. I've done juices with celery in it, um, but I've never done straight celery juice. And at first it was kind of meh, but now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of getting into it. And it, like she kind of explained to me, it like, it can depend on the celery too. Like if it's an older celery that's been sitting there, it's going to have more of like a bitter taste. Um, the celery that I got from Whole Foods yesterday was fantastic. I had one this morning and it was actually really good. So the type of celery really does matter. Um, and yeah, I love it as like a little ritual in the morning to add on top of like my lemon water with my salt. Um, and then I added in the milk thistle tea today. So nice. it's actually not bad. So I'm like, I'm loving this. I'm loving nice. this liver detox. Yeah. And the thing to, to note is that you know, if you're, unfortunately, in today's modern world, like you have to be actively protecting yourself from toxins. And even when you're doing that, it's your, your body still needs support, your liver still needs support in detoxifying. I've, I've seen a meme before where it's like, um, I don't need to like juice or I don't need to like help my body detox or whatever. I don't need to do detox because I have a kidney, I have um, a liver and all these things. And I'm like, 
true, but in an ideal world, in a perfect world where we don't live in toxins every single day, yeah, but that's not reality. We're born, you know, we, there are studies where um, the umbilical cord of babies have almost 300 um, known neurotoxins and other chemicals in the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. So literally, you know, now we're being inundated with these chemicals when we're growing mm-hmm. before we're even born. Yeah. So we have a lot of, you know, work to do and continuous work to do because our environments are so toxic, even when you are being extremely careful with your products and eating organic and things like that. Yeah, so that's exactly. Really cool that Moms pass down that. so much stuff that they don't even understand. They pass down their heavy metals. They pass down their viral infections. And mm-hmm. like you said, they pass down their herbicide, their, their, the herbicides, the pesticides, the hormones, the antibiotics, anything that's stored in the mother is going to transfer into the baby. You can be born with a weak, stagnant liver. And mm-hmm. so um, our detox pathways, almost everyone's detox pathways are clogged. And mm-hmm. so that's why the celery juice it is a gentle daily detox that I will do for the rest of my life. Like you said, simply just because I'm combating after finding out a lot of my root causes that like the mm-hmm. MCR virus that actually was passed to me from my mom. My mom has a dormant infection mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, all of the heavy metals that I, uh, I have accumulated, like aluminum and mercury and cadmium that Mm -hmm. um, I'm always trying to get out of my system. So Mm -hmm. celery juice Mm -hmm. is fantastic for rebuilding your stomach blends. It's just restoring and building your body in general. So that is it. And it'll actually emotionally support you with your, with coming off of cheese. It, it has an emotional Mm -hmm. and mental component to it as well. That helps you feel happier and stronger. Mm -hmm. It's weird to say, but it like almost makes you feel like I can do this. You know, you wake up, you drink Mm -hmm. your celery juice and you just feel happier and healthier because you instantly hydrate and detox yeah and you yeah just start your day on a good note you know and I love it yeah and I would say too like especially if you're doing like uh if you're consuming a lot of caffeine because caffeine dehydrates you mm-hmm. so like when I work with my clients typically most of my clients I would say nine out of ten maybe even higher you know they have some sort of caffeine addiction so that is usually in my 90 day program, um, 90 day total transformation. Like we will usually start with getting rid of the caffeine slowly or all at once because it's dehydrating you. If you're not drinking an organic kind, then it's causing um, other issues with mold and toxins that you're incorporating into your body, putting into your body every single day, which is creating more issues for your body to handle. And it's also increasing your anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it can be very difficult, but caffeine puts a toll. So caffeine acts as like a stressor. Mm-hmm. So a stressor on your adrenals and along with a lot of other things. And I'm even learning now, even though I'm past my anxiety and my panic attack stages, that I'm still needing to work on my adrenal health and making sure that my adrenals are always running optimally. So that is something that I help, you know, my clients do. We kind of usually focus mostly on the adrenal health. And that's when I do my symptoms tracker and look at where is like the number one, like the highest imbalance in the body. It's usually adrenals. Mm -hmm. So we focus on not just like the nutritional stuff, but we'll focus on like, you know, where are you taking responsibility? That's not yours. That's a big, big one. Like, where do you need to give yourself more self-love? So things like that. Um, and yeah, it's an, it's an awesome program. I love, you know, helping people and, you know, and you it's fun when people make like those, it's so cool when people make those small changes and their lives change. Like sometimes it's nothing like super, you know, monumental. It's like, you really just need the support and accountability and sometimes the know-how and how to do things and make these minor changes and you feel so much better. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, what do you say we wrap it up? And so I want to challenge those of you uh, here now with us and on the replay to uh, begin to wean yourself off of cheese now. If anything with what you're eating and your reaction to it has resonated with you today, then that's a big red flag that you need to wean down off of cheese. And getting off of cheese and dairy and it up levels your health 
and wellness on all fronts, you guys. So mm -hmm. I never like to look at these things as like, oh, this is a punishment. Oh, I'm going to miss it. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, this, you know, it's not a sad thing. Okay. Feeling better is a good thing. And finding foods that are hurting you and replacing them is an even better thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So always keep that positive mindset when it comes mm -hmm. to replacing the foods in your diet, especially dairy that's keeping mm -hmm. you trapped and stuck in not feeling well. So mm -hmm. for my tribe this that is struggling with thyroid conditions, I highly suggest that you begin to remove and replace cheese and dairy from your diets as soon as possible. Yes. You will feel so much better. Trust me, okay? When I was in my late 20s, before I, before I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, I always ate dairy. And I would eat pizza, and I would wake up the next morning dizzy. And I would have congestion right here and my eyes would be swollen. And I was like, Ugh! and I couldn't, I didn't feel well. And I walked around with either Claritin or Sudafed decongestant in my purse every day. I mean, really? That's not okay. That is not a good quality of life. And that is not something that your body can sustain. Okay. So it is really important that you heed our our warnings and and wean yourself onto something else for your own good okay so uh -huh. if you're struggling with your thyroid health and would like some one-on-one -on -one coaching support and guidance with making this transition off of dairy or in any other needed area of support and help with your diet then i invite you to book a free 60-minute discovery call with me so we can talk about your health more in depth and how I can help you in my 90-day program, Energy for Life. It's super easy to book. You just click on the link in the bio or you can check out me more and my program and my story on my website, coachsharejoy.com. But I promise you that your nutrition is the foundation of your health. And if you are reacting to dairy and you're ignoring it, you're not going to feel well. And that is a really good place to start. So I uh -huh. encourage you, and it's not easy to do alone. It's not. Uh -huh. It's scary, uh -huh. and you don't know where to begin. And sometimes you don't really understand your options. And this is where having a coach really helps you guys. The guidance, yeah. the support, the motivation, the guidance. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah. I encourage yeah. you guys. Go ahead. Yeah, and like those those 60 minute discovery calls can shed so much light and give you so much hope and so much motivation and excitement in your journey. I encourage you to book that call. And, you know, for my tribe, I offer the same thing, 30 to 60 minute free strategy calls. And really what it's, what that is designed to do is for me to be able to ask you some deeper questions, like what is really going on? And then from that, I can kind of give you like, okay, if we were to work together, this is, if you want to hear, like everything's always an option. I could ask you all the questions. And if you don't want to hear about my services, like that's fine. I have tons of free resources. I'd be happy to give you. But if you do want to hear about those services, then I would give you what I think based off of what we talked about would be like the best strategy. And then obviously once we work together, once we have that agreement, then we can dive deeper and figure out what are the symptoms? What do we need to work on first? So you can go over to stephanie.nelson.ctnc and click the link in my bio or go right to my website, um, stephanienelsonctnc.com, and you'll follow all the prompts there to schedule a free call with me. And I definitely want to encourage you all to be patient in your journey, especially with something as addictive as cheese, because, you know, change doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes we get so stuck in, like, we want to see results ASAP. And while some of these things, like like Sarah said, like, if you cut out cheese, you cut out dairy, you might notice things the next day. Or, you know, if you start to cut out coffee, you might find that life sucks for a few days. But once you get past that, like, you find that you have so much more stable energy, you sleep better um and you you just notice all these things but some of the stuff on this journey is going to be they're going to be ups and downs and that's where having a coach is super beneficial because when you have those moments where you're like oh i just want to give up i want to quit i don't know why this is working you have somebody there who's an outside person who's been where you're at 
and they can help you through whatever it is that you're struggling with because sometimes we just get in our head and we can't see beyond that so you know we can help you get past that and help you come up with a solution so that whatever it is whatever that struggle is it's easier to move forward you don't stay stuck in whatever that pattern or that um that thought that's keeping you where you're at so um i think i covered everything and yeah also when it comes to like food and stuff it takes a little while for your taste buds to change mm-hmm. so give it a little bit of time i mean i've noticed you know, initially, you know, I don't like something or before a cleanse, I don't like certain foods, but then after your body craves the nutritious foods. So, you know, especially with dairy, it's something that's addictive. So you're gonna feel it at first, but be patient and give yourself time. And if you go cold turkey and you slip up, have grace with yourself because you're human and just keep moving forward and don't punish yourself for uh, something that happened, you know, the day before. Exactly. And I love that because we all slip up and we all like when we're trying to up level our health, we all fall back and then move forward and then we fall back and we move forward. That's just the way it goes. So you definitely need to give yourself some space and grace. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. So if you are going to hit this path by yourself, we would love to hear more about your journey. You can always DM us and let us know how it's going. We both have a very open door policy with anyone in our communities. We love you all. We love communicating with you. Um, you can reach out to us anytime and um, definitely uh, stay strong <laughs> and explore your alternative <laughs> options. And if you guys want to see a good starter recipe, I posted one yesterday on a um, a cashew-based cheese macaroni, macaroni and cheese with broccoli. And it was, uh, it was literally took me 20 minutes, and it was so good. And I have leftovers, and I'm going to eat it for lunch again. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Go check I'll that out. That. And uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you yeah, for your comments. Thank you, Stephanie. You always are like dropping knowledge bombs, and I love doing collaborations with you. You're the best. Yeah, same to you. Our energy is always so great. And yeah, we just we have so many things that come to us, and it brings you know so much education and awareness to our community. So so fun. Absolutely. So you guys can check out our other collaborations. We've done some other really great ones like um, dental health, what they're not telling you. I have Mm -hmm. them posted on my YouTube channel, Coach Sarah Joy, and um, they're on my IGTV as well. And you can look them on Stephanie's IGTVs, I believe, right? They're on yours? Um, I think if maybe, because it's, you can't, I don't think you can save collaborated collaborated or lives so what i'll probably have to start doing is just recording from my phone so that i have the video because i don't think you can save it i think you can just share it to your igtv well i will send it to you via google drive and you can send it out to your email list so anyone on my email list is going to get this today anyone on your email list today and i'll post it on my youtube so thank you for being here thank you guys and i'll talk to you later Bye. Bye.